Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. This is July 19th. We're here to talk WWE Extreme Rules, the horror show. A reminder, we got a lot of stuff going on at Fightful. We had that Impact Slammiversary show last night. We interviewed EC3 last week. We interviewed Kylie Ray the week before that. We got some more interviews coming up this week. Eva Lise, an interview that I completely forgot I even had in the can. One of those that got lost. She's debuting on AEW this week. Might as well drop that. And, of course, lots of stuff at FightfulSelect.com. We're breaking news there every single day. It is worth your subscription, and it's the most direct way to support us. But uh, you could also support your neighbors by wearing your masks, which Jeff Hawkins is doing right now. This is my homage to Ivelisse. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. She needs somebody in her corner. Wear um, your mask, kids! Hi! Hi, it's, be back in the family. It's good, yeah. Like you were ever gone. You were on the Brock schedule, <laughs> and true. your your advocate got fired. So we got to fit you in where we can get you now. We're gonna talk Extreme Rules, the horror show. Just a reminder, guys, we got stuff all over the place. I have a, a, an interview that went under the radar quite a bit with the former Mordecai Kevin Thorne. I'm dropping articles all the time. Like he's got like five or six good Vince stories in there. How he walked in with Tomco. And Vince goes, yeah, I don't like tag teams. Figure something else out. So he pitched Mordecai. Uh, where There was a funny one where <laughs> he got yelled at for looking too much like The Undertaker. Then he went and got his hair cut. And then Vince yelled at him for that, too. <laughs> it is a good interview. Check it out. Uh, we just got stuff all over the place. Raw, SmackDown, Wednesday Night Wars, all that. I mean, I'd be here all day if we're plugging stuff. But... I'll plug one more thing. If you're watching on YouTube, leave a thumbs up, subscribe. If you're watching live, donate a super chat, any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. Jeff, as we're, we go right out of the gate, what would you think of tonight's show? I thought there was a lot of really good to great wrestling on this show. And a lot of it is going to be, is going to be overshadowed by some of the storytelling aspects of it, I think. I, 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 but I really enjoyed the show up until the, yeah. up until that swamp fight. And then I just kind of went, eh, 
okay. <laughs> da, 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 da. You know, and then <laughs> even then it was so bad I laughed like my wife was in here watching it but oh man uh and Jimmy Jimmy's like not sure if you know but you're looking at the wrong camera Jimmy I don't got to look straight at the people like this I'm looking at Jeff we got another camera angle here I don't have to eerily stare into, nah, into Jimmy I'm looking at the people I'm looking at all yeah, the sexy people out multiple there multiple camera mm-hmm. angles we can do yeah. that Jimmy learn some production pal Man, the dogs outside are barking, too. Uh, But we've got some super chats coming right in. Uh, Anakin JMT, right out of the gate, brings up something very important. Our friend, Wild Boy, uh, it's Wild Boy on Twitter, uh, unfortunately lost his mother tonight. And um, we have set up a GoFundMe, Anakin did specifically, uh, that is on my Twitter. I'm going to pin it to my the top of my Twitter uh, to help him cover medical expenses, funeral costs, and a lot of stuff like that. Please consider donating. He is a great dude. Been out of work since the pandemic, and uh, I, I would love it if you guys uh, would help him out. One of the great dudes that I've met in wrestling, so please consider uh, helping out a little bit there. Uh, big thank you to Anakin for, for getting that going. Uh, James, Jimmy says, stare into their souls, pal. I don't want to do that. Here's the thing. Jimmy will be like, Oh, you can't you can't say that type of stuff on Twitter. I want you to be the Ariel Hawani of wrestling. Ariel Hawani has that that sweet camera angle off to the side. He's not sitting there like no, no, Sean. Sean, you gotta you gotta do the you gotta do the Big E stare when he's really trying to get over the sex joke. He's getting in his promo. You and- see, one of those. Damn man, <laughs> damn man. Uh, Colt Bedeau says great matches, weird finishes. More questions than answered. So a normal WWE pay-per-view uh, is Alexa. No, wait. No, Alexa Bliss is not Sister Abigail. That was not the thing. It was, it was a mirage, Jeff. No, it's, it's a callback to the to the Mixed Max Match Challenge stuff. It's a smart one. I don't, there's not going to be a Sister Abigail. Sister Abigail was uh, burned in the fire, remember? Yes. Yeah, yes. thank God. Thank God it was Continuity. Burned, you it know, was WWE's with the mumps, wasn't it? I thought the mumps <laughs> took out. Yeah, that might be it. And then they had to burn her body so that, uh, you know, so that nobody else would get sick. Yeah, uh, man. There's There was a lot of good wrestling on this show. Let's go ahead and start off with the kickoff match. Kevin Owens defeated Buddy Murphy. Kevin Owens keeps teasing the return of the Super Fisherman's Buster, and it's playing with my emotions. <laughs> he does a great moonsault. No surprise, this is a really good match. Brain busters are now allowed back in the WWE, and uh, who was it that did it first? I think it was uh, Umberto or what, or or Andrade hit one first, and then it's like, and now all of a sudden Peyton Royce is doing spinning brain busters. It. it looked good and, too. Yeah, and and Murphy is doing his brain buster. I'm here for brain busters and pile drivers and all other band moves. Bring them back as moves can be done safely. Well, I mean, so, yeah. You saw FTR on AEW. They hit the ring and immediately pile drive somebody. Yeah. Eric Young no. leaves WWE and immediately bleeds everywhere. I, I tweeted last night that no way Jose's going to show up somewhere and just start sneezing all over the place. Like <laughs> anything that he's not allowed to do, they're going to try to pull off. Well, I mean, let's see. Bailey and Sasha call them belts and straps instead of titles. So, I mean, everything, all, this whole dictionary is getting thrown out the window in subversive ways. I My thing is. What is the point of Murphy right now? 
That, that's that's what I don't oh. get. It's like th- th- this mid card on Raw is an absolute mess because it's gone 50-50 to get over this Ray Rollins program. But, I mean, included in this is like Austin Theory, Andrade, Angel Garza, Umberto Carrillo, Aleister Black, Buddy Murphy, and they've all had great matches. But what does it all mean? I, I just, I, I, you know, I'm here for KO getting a higher spot in the card and getting main event status yet again. I, I, it's just one of those things. It, it was a great match, but you just kind of wonder, okay, are we are we making anybody important in that and, mid card? And the thing is, Austin Theory's been gone since they started to do testing, and compared to the other stuff that he could be on the shelf for right now, mm. it'd probably be best if he had COVID as opposed to being on the shelf for some of the shit that was out there, quite frankly. Yeah. And that ain't that ain't a great situation to be in. WWE, for some reason, is like, you know what? Rezar's hurt. Akam's got to be off TV, too. Why the hell can't he be the big dude standing behind them, like and, and like the enforcer there, until his buddy gets back? Isn't that so weird? Yeah, I, I, it's, it's like, okay, they were there to, <laughs> to give Seth bodyguard protection you can still give him a bodyguard character for god's sake it, it's it was so what was it was it the rumble in 19 when it was like uh dawson and akum teamed up against yes. rude and gable it's so weird which was an awesome match but yes. at the same time it's like okay if this makeshift team wins both teams get title shots blah 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 blah, blah. i'm like why do we need the makeshift team it yeah uh, DJ Cass says, this show was Thunder and WCW 2000 in a nutshell. I disagree. I, I like the wrestling on this show. And WCW had some promising wrestling on some of that stuff. Like like when you would see like Sean O'Hare go out there doing crazy stuff, you'd be like, all right, maybe this company isn't going to suck forever. But I thought the wrestling was good here. Uh, just some weird finishes. Uh, I did not think Artists Collective were going to win the tables match against New Day. If you all haven't, I isolated, or actually Anakin JMT isolated the clip. Did you know that this fan, this stipulation came from a fan vote from like March or April? I know that they had played into the fan vote and that the fan voting, they said on TV the fan voting was too close. So the winner of this match would be able to determine the stipulation. So the fan voting ergo meant nothing. Yeah. And I just went, that's just a dumb thing. But there's been some weird – have you seen, like, the renders of the New Day and the Artist Collective lately where they're all just kind of giving weird looks into the camera? No. And it's like there's no quality control there whatsoever. It's like almost – they're almost trying to be subversive for subversive's sake. Um but overall, I mean, that last bump Kofi took, that that's a monster oh, bump boy. right there, man. That's that's one that could uh, – <laughs> it's impressive. And I, I did not see Shinsuke and Cesaro winning the tag belts at all, but uh, I think they'll be great champions. This is a bit of an – like, it's opposite from the first match because Buddy Murphy was never going to win that match. I'm ready <laughs> to get Owens a story. I wasn't surprised it was a good match. I wasn't surprised this was a good match either. Uh, Kofi did a spot where I think Nakamura was on a table and Biggie was going to throw him out uh, through the table onto Cesaro. And yeah. instead, they hit him in the face with the table. You've got a trust fall that was really good. The Cesaro swing into a kick, but the finish was just amazing. They stacked up a couple tables 
And then Nakamura and Cesaro, like, super power-bombed Kofi through them. And quite frankly, in the main event of Slammiversary last night, I thought that was going to hands-down be the best table spot that I saw this weekend. Not so much. There were, like, two really great ones on tonight's show. This ruled. I wish it would have been an elimination tables match. Just break as many as you possibly can. But good for Cesaro and Nakamura. I think Cesaro is a seven-time tag team champion now. I would not be surprised by that. I am uh, I, I am fascinated by Nakamura. Kind of, uh, he, he's, he's, he's engaged again, and I like that. Yeah. I like engaged Nakamura quite a bit. I mean, he, it, it's there's something about this tag team. Where where he almost he does not want to be outshone on the team and and you can kind of see it in the work and Cesaro's a good guy to make him up his level if that's if that's gonna happen and the thing is we know that he can it's just will he and uh, like I said it, it takes quite a bit to get over the level of a guy like Cesaro um, everybody likes a challenge but they don't like it when the challenge comes from getting your penis erect. You don't want that to be a challenge. You just want that to be a given. And if you're giving it to somebody and you want a little bit more confidence, Blue Chew is here to help, my friends. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. Don't leave your wood broken in a heap on the ground. Be confident. Stack them up if you know what I'm saying. It's a chewable, so it can get into your system a lot faster, and it's ready whenever you are, or when you're not, it gets you ready. That's the beauty of it. And, Jeff, where where do you live right now? You're in California, right? I am in Los Angeles, California, yes. You get the feeling you're not, you're not trying to go to the pharmacy or the doctor if you can avoid it, right? I have my Fightful subscription to Bluetooth. There you, there you go. So you don't have to go to the pharmacy. You don't have to go to the doctor's office. They work with you to get Bluetooth-affiliated physicians to let you know what active ingredient you need. It ships discreetly to your home, much more discreet than this segue was. And you get your first shipment free when you use that code Fightful. It is a beautiful world. Tell them you heard about them from us. At Blue Chew on Twitter, I thank them for uh, for sponsoring the podcast. It's a good time, man. It's a good time. The blue brand, all that wood, title changes. You know, I mean, hey, if you got four people in one situation, you got to make sure that wood is good to go. Did you see the Big E promo? I didn't on the pre-show. Okay. Biggie has has made a point to always go in there with a very hypersexualized joke to see if he can sure. get it past everybody. And this time it was, you know, we've been studying tables, we've been laying on tables, we've been uh we we've been in the wood and sometimes <laughs> you got to put the wood in you. And I just went, "Oh, you magnificent bastard." He's and amazing. I just thought blue chew, you know. It's amazing. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. That was a good one. Rob Wilkins says 50-50 mid-card booking, then now forever. I, I, well, I'm trying to look at things right now. I don't know. I guess we'll see it as it comes along, but what we you didn't see— You don't need everybody to win. You just need promos for the guys, and none of them are d- able to do that. That's the 
issue. Reminder, guys, donate a Super Chat. Any amount, get your question or statement read on the air. You might say, oh, I see somebody else's that got sent since mine get answered. We're answering them as they come up. So if you've, you've got a Bailey comment, it's going to get answered uh, during whatever it is that she does on this show. Um, I mean, she she did not win the United States title, but I'm not sure if MVP did either. I mean, quite frankly, I don't know who are the champions in this company right now, Jeff. Apollo Crews is not there. He's not been there for about three or four weeks. They said that he failed his physical after Lashley had attacked him. But MVP comes out and says, due to forfeit, he's the new United States champion. I mean, why not? This would have worked if there had only been one kind of this finish on the show. But unfortunately, there was this and the Sasha Banks match finish. Um, Number one, we need to bring back the tunnel for MVP, please. I loved it. I loved it. Because it's just the best entrance that WWE has had. You know... I thought at first when I was watching, I was like, well, maybe it's a time restraint thing and they just don't have the time. But, I mean, if he's really sick, keep him away. I, I would have had somebody come out and fight MVP. I would Why too. not just do an impromptu match of some kind? You know, you have Ricochet and Cedric back there, and it's not it's not like it matters if they win or lose. Exactly. Put on a match. Uh, I'm, I'm, I agree. Do you, do you think that the heel aspect of it was better that he didn't or – because, I mean, this is a guy who has literally only won, I think, one match all year. I'm fine with it either way. I, I was just trying to think of, okay, if you have this finish earlier in the show, you can't do one of these later in the yeah. show type of things. That's how I view kind of a wrestling program to watch. I don't want to see the same finish two or three times. And, I mean, Apollo can come back with his title, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. And they can have a, a unification match. I'm saying I probably wouldn't hate if they they went to the ladder well with that one too, reminiscent of of the Michaels Razor Ramon thing. Ain't gonna be that good, uh, but Apollo might be able to do some cool stuff there. And it just seems just... it just seems odd to have Lashley here because it seems right. like this program is eventually to port over to Lashley in a U.S. title match. Yeah, but I mean I don't know what the hell they've got. They've got a plan for Lashley for SummerSlam or who who the hell knows. Uh, I do know that Bailey versus Nikki Cross was very good again. The Kabuki Warriors and Alexa give her a pep talk. So there, there were those few months where Nikki was not on TV. And I got to say, they did good at explaining. Because if you remember how this team even happened, Nikki was just overjoyed that somebody realized she was at the show. And was like, wow, Alexa Bliss is my friend. And for... For months, everybody thought, oh, she's getting used. She's getting used. I like that they didn't go that predictable route, and they made something even better. Because Sanity Nikki was was really good, but this Nikki Cross is so much better. And you can tell how freaking confident she is right now. And Bailey might be the best thing in WWE right now. It's This, this fired on all cylinders for me. Bailey, Sasha, and Asuka are really carrying this dying company in so many ways to me um but we'll get into that in a second this promo can't happen though on with that result it it can't that the story of nikki cross is great and she is going to eventually have to win in the underdog story to go to the next level otherwise it's just gonna be mid-card alexa bliss tag team thing but you can't do this promo you cannot do this promo (laughs) and have her lose you can't do the 
fire up. I'm confident. I'm confident. I'm confident. And then I get screwed. I mean, I guess getting screwed is okay and it kind of makes it better. Yeah. But at the same time, you also have Kyrie taking the air out of this promo at the same time. Where it's like, even if you lose. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Which is it's just funny on its own part. Um, also, I, I, I got to get- credit oh, Michael go. Cole and Corey Graves for calling the hell out of this match. This mm-hmm. is some of their best work in recent memory. They acted like this match mattered. When when Nikki hit the neck breaker, Michael Cole was like he sounded like that was it. And that was yep. that was pretty cool. The the body presses she did were amazing. I thought they did a really good job calling this match too. Michael Cole's feud with Bailey is the best one on the main mm-hmm. roster. I'll say that. And and his and his absolute inability to keep a straight face when Nikki's on commentary with him is fantastic too. It's, it's two of the bright spots on here. Uh, I'm going to be a bit self-indulgent. I've had a lot of your listeners ask me what's with the aunt Pam joke. Okay. Let, let them know. <laughs> okay. So here, here's the explanation. When Bailey came up to the main roster, I thought she was a million dollar property. I thought she was going to change this industry. She was. And, and <laughs> bring in female fans and all these other things. But you had a few people in the wrestling commentariat, particularly Dave Meltzer and Bruce Mitchell, who looked at her and go, this gimmick doesn't have a lot of legs because she dresses like a teenager. She's dressing like a child. It's, it's, a, it's that kind of gimmick, whatever. So when Bailey came out with this new haircut and this new look, I went, now Bailey looks like your aunt who just got divorced and is ready to party at a nightclub. And thus the Aunt Pam joke was born and so i've been calling her aunt pam ever since and i think that was one of the things that that melter had said back in the day like she won't be able to be the big sister she'll have to be like the aunt yes. or something like that yes and that uh, and that's what i i dove into and i went okay here comes here comes aunt pam yeah i love it i love i love the aunt pam thing and she's embraced it and become like the best thing in wwe her- it took it took a while because I was on the SmackDown after show with Warren a couple months ago. Uh, I believe it was in March. It was right as right as lockdown was happening because I remember okay. I had to run to Home Depot and I said, "All right, Bailey's having some trouble finding this heel character." And then Sasha came back and she found it, no, and yeah. now she is now she is heightened the obnoxiousness to almost honky tonk man levels, but she can wrestle at the same time yeah. and she is fantastic. Sasha is, as usual, always fantastic, and their interplay is great. And Asuka, just being crazy Asuka, is also fantastic. They're the three things I love about this main roster right now. So Nikki stole uh, Bailey's old corner attack, does Sasha's a version of the crossface. Sasha's upset. Bailey goes to the Bailey to belly, can't win it. Nikki makes a great comeback, including that badass tornado DDT she's been doing outside, just filthy. And Sasha with a premium distraction and pass off. High yeah. level. Those boss knucks. And I gotta say, I love that body shot. The old pant shitter to Nikki Cross just clubbed her. It was very JJ Dillon. It was yes. very JJ Dillon and the horseman type of thing. The other thing I love about this is that all of Bailey's babyface moves backfire on her. Yes. Like when she does the jump through. Uh, by the turnbuckle for the drop kick, she she doesn't hit that anymore. She gets caught in that and and ends up getting beat up by that. She's 
She's absolutely fantastic as a heel. And as I mean, look, I am a huge Bailey fan. Same. I will talk her up to death, but she has exceeded my expectations about how big she is. And in the empty arena er- era, she's the, she's she's been the most improved, and she's been the one who's been the best at this. Yeah, and it, and it goes across brands too. Like I'm not tired of seeing them on all these shows oh, good because, because they put them on every show good. because they're the only interesting things like even bringing oscar into damn smackdown on friday after saying so well they easy. only have five chances to come over or whatever but yes i will i will take bailey and sasha on every brand defending the tag titles kind of sniping at each other passive aggressively about the singles titles i am i am here for the two-woman power trip so I'm here e- for that. even when like Heyman got fired. I talked with some of his people, like some of his supporters. So I was like, oh, maybe they'll be a little jaded. They'll they'll tell me some stuff. And I'm like, explain to me the brand-to-brand invitation. Is it dead? And they were like adamant. They're like, no, of course. It's simple. It's four times a year. And I said, it's really not simple at all. And you all haven't mentioned it in a month. But they were even adamant then. I was I was trying to prod. I was like, hey. Can't, can't knock the hustle, Sean. You yeah. just can't knock the kayfabe. I mean <laughs> – it was amazing. Uh, Colt Badeau says Bailey has dough straps shaved into her head. I must have missed that. I love it though. Uh, she was she was making a, a point of it before the match to the ref and everything, and then eventually they said it on commentary when it was like when she, she pointed to the back of her neck, and Michael Cole goes, "Is that a tattoo?" It's like no, she's not pointing at the tattoo oh, on the God. back of her neck, Michael. It's it's the dough straps on the in the head. Oh my God! Throwback twenty seven. Make sure you guys check out his show every Tuesday. YouTube.com slash throwback27. He says, these women matches uh, up to the end of the shows were uh, at the point matches of the night. Uh, what worked? I, I had Ziggler and Drew as match of the night when all was said and done, but I don't think there was a bad match on this show, and especially Bailey and uh, Bailey and Nikki and Sasha and Asuka just knocked it out of the park, and we knew I, they would. Yeah. I had I had Sasha and Oscar as sure. my match of the night. Anakin says, "Gotta take Corey's side on the Bailey finish." I was too distracted by Alexa and Sasha and didn't see the Boss Nucks being slipped to Bailey. Well, you know what? You weren't supposed to. She's <laughs> smart. And the nice little camera shots on on uh, social media that it, with the Boss Ring laying yes. on the ground there in the ring. There's some there was some nice production work there too. Cyclops is better than Wolverine says. I like the tag team, but I miss heel bliss. To me, I mean, is she good at it? Yes, but I don't know how many more promos I can get where where she goes, I just wanted to come out and say I'm sorry to nobody. Like, shit like that. Like, we saw so many of those. I want to thank all of you for nothing. It's all me. (laughs) Like, she's really good at being a babyface, too. Because, quite frankly, she's a babyface human being. Uh, she's she's a good person, and she's with another likable person in Nikki. I think it works well how it is. I really like Alexa Bliss a lot just as a person because she's so loyal to her friends back home and stuff. But yeah. I do miss rubber face Alexa Bliss sure. where she's making the big heel faces and, and things like that. I think she's slightly too powerful for her size in terms of character positioning it's nothing phases her nothing gets by her she she's very she's very charlotte flair in that way so uh 
whenever they do this split, I have this theory that Nikki might go heel and Alexa might go babyface because it's the opposite of what people think. I'm fine with that. They were the, the problem is they they had been remember the triple threat tag match where yes. we had dip, three different types of friendships going. We had the friendship there where it's unreciprocated. We had the friendship based on mutual respect, but they really didn't like each other. And then we had the childhood friends who were growing apart in the iconics type things. Eventually, one of these three teams is going to split. They just keep teasing it over and over. I don't know if they're going to, Sean. I think they're going to stay a team for a while until. Until Nikki, I'm okay with that. Gets her comeuppance, I guess. I, and if she gets her comeuppance, and then Alexa wants a title shot, then maybe Nikki goes heel. I could see that. Uh, DJ Cass says, "I'm looking for a reason to care about WWE. This show just reminded me how good of wrestlers they have, but they can't get out of their own way. Mm-hmm. It's hard to disagree with that, based on a lot of the finishes and a lot of the booking. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that. Like I said, I enjoyed." Every single every single match on here, and even the swamp fight was so stupid that I I <laughs> found it entertaining. Yeah, it's it's the storytelling that's bad. The wrestling's pretty damn good. Reminder, guys, leave us a thumbs up. It really helps. Uh, comment uh, on the comment board below. Well, no matter where you are, I think that's open. No matter what, but yeah, it helps. Eye for an eye. This match was much better than I expected, and I'm going to say, like, I didn't expect them to have a bad match, but they're, like, using rebar and, like, kendo sticks. Nobody brought a, a Red Rider BB gun to this this fight, so that's kind of surprising. I mean, granted, Ray's depth perception was already going to be off, but they teased running Ray into a kendo stick that was out there. I don't remember rebar ever being used in wrestling. I don't either, and Joe fell in love with that, and I love Joe on commentary. Joe brings a certain weird energy to it where it's almost like you feel like he's going over the line of of what he should be doing, but at the same time, he's he's perfectly in line with WWE commentary. I I really do enjoy him. He He feels real on the commentary desk. Well, uh, Ray and those stem cells are quite something because those <laughs> suicide sunset flip bombs hit even harder with those those plexiglass walls and all that. And uh, Rollins does a, a stomp after Ray stomps him. There was a falcon arrow on the apron, a modified one. It was it was held a little bit different than the typical suplex, but I kind of like that. Almost like one of the original Undertaker tombstone holds so to speak or the rikishi driver whatever it may be but then he slammed him down into a a falcon arrow and then (laughs) rollins gets his eye ran in the stairs but does the same to ray and i love it because the ref goes it's out it's out (laughs) (laughs) and if you see the close-up there's like a little there's a there's a little faux eye that he's holding in his thing so it's like yeah it's out now, now, what happens now? Do they do well, they put the eye back in? Does he get a robot eye? Does he get like something you know magical where he's like part computer now? What happens? Eye patch? Is he a pirate? I I don't know. I mean, like, I mean, he can just go away to <laughs> Colombia and get and get uh, get that uh, stem cell shot into his eyeballs, and he'll be all right. It would surprise me that nobody bothered to XP up and just adopt the Stan Hansen and knock an eyeball out that way. Like, 
You can't just do that. Like, yeah, we got video games with alligators and shit. You can't XP up and just adopt that. It worked for why him. Is, why is no one wearing protective eye gear in this exactly. match? Knowing that you're going after the eyeball. That's my question. What'd you think of this match? Dom comes out to help Ray. Rollins gets jeered. He he borderline does the Shawn Michaels, why am I so violent? Uh, but, uh, yeah. which, since, since Bix has brought that to my attention, it is a hilarious trope. It is so funny to me when people are like, oh my god, I just beat up this man in a wrestling match. Ah! But, yeah. Everything about this Messiah character is so... It's 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 a Nicolas Cage character is what it is. It's <laughs> such over the top acting where he's like like there's no there's no subtle motion in anything Seth is doing at this point. It's all for the back of the room Nick Cage Al Pacino school of acting things looking at his hands. Oh my god, what have I done with these hands? Oh, they're so cruel these hands. If I could cut them off, I would. And then he goes into some Shakespearean soliloquy about about, you know, hands and whatnot. The wrestling was great. I'm still waiting for the point of Dominic here cuz I'm just like, okay, you know, you're in the back the whole time. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> Go help your dad or something. I, I, yeah, <laughs> it, it, the wrestling's great. The storytelling is meh. Yeah. Hannah Moore says I would have showed up with goggles. Honestly, if, yes, if Seth would have lost and then adopted the Horace Grant goggles for when he wrestles, I would have found that amazingly entertaining. I would have had goggles and a Richard Jefferson face shield on. <laughs> Uh, Josh Cardenas says, what does this mean for Mysterio's situation with WWE? Well, it's reported that he's working without a contract. Um, I think he had an out clause anyway, but who, I honestly thought that Ray was going to win this match and then lose to Orton at SummerSlam as another legend. And then Mm -hmm. Rollins would be like the, the, this leader who never wins matches. I thought that would be like his thing because before this, the only singles match he had won since February was against the jobber. That was it. Like he didn't win. The uh, false Messiah. Yes, exactly. Messiah. Yeah. D Diggs says, All I can think of after the eye for an eye match is Crumb from Ah Real Monsters and Vince McMahon yelling, He's gonna puke. I remember Crumb. Oh, the puke. Yeah. Oh. Can... So we've had Robert Stone puke on a show. Yeah. We've had Seth puke on a show. Are we done with this trope, please? Actually, it's just in my Mordecai interview, I talked to him about meeting Vince for the first time, and I'm like, I'm sure you'd watched Beyond the Map by then. You saw that draws thing. Like, did you fear something like that? And he was like, well, honestly, yeah, I did. I kind of did. Like, he thought he was going to go in there with this Mordecai character, and Vince is going to be like, show me, pal. And it's like, okay, all right, let me just float through the goddamn air for a little bit or something. Uh, throwback 27 says, LOL, the BB gun reference makes me want to watch a Christmas story. And we're in July. You're going to shoot your eye out. I actually hate that movie, but the reference was too good to pass on. Oh, yeah. I, I, yeah. I've made the joke, too. Yeah. <laughs> Anakin JMT says, over 1K in the Wild Boy Fund. Thank you all so much. That is still pinned to my uh, Twitter. It will be for the next couple of days. Please check that out. I think that Anakin set like a, a 1K 
uh, goal, but I mean, you know, funeral costs, medical costs for something like that are is pretty ridiculous. So believe me when I say that if you all were in a rough situation, this is the kind of guy that would help you all out if, if you were in that situation. So uh, please do that. Also, shout out to Jimmy Van, who I just saw personally sent 500 bucks. Thank you, Jimmy, for doing that. Uh, Throwback27 says, This match is the reason I'm happy I wear safety goggles at work. Working on cars has the same dangers when it comes to the eyes. And in this heat, too. Like, I, I like in this heat, I would imagine that's pretty rough. What Somebody's, oh, you're, you've been memed on Twitter now. Oh, no. What did I do? Your reaction to the Bluetooth segment. <laughs> oh, I'm I trying not it. to corpse. I love it. Yeah, you ain't going to catch me working on any damn car in this heat. Raw Women's Championship. Now, this is after Bailey trolls Ray about not seeing double vision. That was a fantastic <laughs> swerve promo. Can we talk about this for yeah. a little bit? Because this... This was amazing from Bailey, who is not the best actress in the world. <laughs> I, and, and but but she just looks in the camera for her and Ray. Just want to say to you, you're not seeing double because I got these belts. I just went, oh oh, you magnificent woman! I I so hearted that promo so much, and I laughed uproariously at the reveal. I. I thought she might have been serious for a second. Did too. I, I, I bought in. I bought in heavily. So did did you watch SmackDown? Yes, I did. Okay, I thought Morrison and Miz sold their asses off for Braun. They yes. knocked it out of the park. And then when I see Lacey come out and be like, <laughs> nasties, I'm like, man, you fucked it up a little bit. Like, you should... Even she should have been concerned. That, she should have. She should have got, done like a second look and go, "Oh my!" Yeah, like one You're of really, those. Yeah, yeah. So my thought was, okay, they probably recognized the error there and were like, "Okay, Bailey's going to sell this for them," and we'll be like, "Man, Bailey's such an asshole that this this is serious." But even though they didn't do that, it was still awesome. I don't think the Bailey character could have sold it and captured credibility. Yeah. That's the thing, and that's and I think somebody, uh, I mean, whoever whoever came up with this had the foresight to see that they had to have her swerve on this one, and it it was the best kind because you know she she you know the makeup's a little runny after the match. She you know she's tired. She's just watched this match and seen the eyeball come out, and she she just. She has that great forlorn look on yeah. her face, and she's selling the hell out of it. And then, then this kind of little grin comes on her face, and you're, oh, oh, I got worked. Okay, yeah. here we go. And it was, it was just marvelous. Well, uh, marvelous is how I would describe the first ninety-five percent of Sasha Banks. I think beating Oscar. I don't know. Oscar did like this great knee to Sasha. You could tell. To me, like there are times when I hate seeing things called, but you could tell that Sasha called this spot to Asuka and it worked out really well off the tornado arm drag, and then Asuka caught her with the knee. Sasha's like doing the stump puller, and then Asuka grabs a hold of her and just holds, does like short arm kicks to her. There were hanging double knees. I hate the hip attack from like everybody but Asuka. Yeah, Asuka's the I mean, only person that looks like she hurts people with her ass. It's it's ridiculous. 
I remember when she first started doing this, and I was like, is this an Iceman King Parsons gimmick? Because yeah. that was all he would do. And I wanted to see more offense from her, but it works for her in many ways. Uh, yeah, that that spot you were talking about, I, I believe the camera also caught her calling that spot in a, yes. in a, in a lockup, which... Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But the thing I love about big match Sasha is she uses her Shit, I like gear. Any match Sasha, Sasha at this point. Yeah, but 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 this one, she wanted to pull out some spots and, and show how vicious she was. And vicious Sasha is a great Sasha mm-hmm. because her gear makes those leg kicks look so much so much more vicious. She did that in the Bailey. Brooklyn match where she's stomping on the on the on the on the uh, fingers when she did that with Asuka in this match it was fantastic when she's doing the stump puller gimmick it was great and even in the in the knee injury spot taking it down it, it's such a good use of her gear that that I love it um but overall I mean this match was magnificent the ending though convoluted as hell oh god so a couple of my favorite spots Sasha does a great frog splash Mm-hmm. Um, Asuka's counter to the sunset bomb was exceptional. When Asuka got hung up in the ropes on the hip attack, that was really good too. Sasha gets thrown deep on a German suplex. Boy, Sasha was ragdolled a couple times yeah. tonight, and both her and Bailey, as heels, have to take a brunt of offense. That is vicious, vicious. That's the other thing I wanted to bring up in the in the Bailey thing. She took a lot of. Like all those cross bodies, the cross body onto the floor. She's just been taking a lot of, of damage in these matches. The spitting back fist from Asuka mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. I mean, where Asuka and, even goes, oh my, and breaks character for a second. And it's promising. She's holding up. Mm-hmm. She's not getting put on the shelf. And mm-hmm. that was the bag on her. Uh, she yeah. flipped through that super German suplex and hit those double knees. Mwah. And I even like how they followed up the botch when she slipped on the ropes. Now, they, they, they were calling stuff a little long for my liking, but she just held her knee, and you're like, is she hurt? And then she she wisely just screams at the ref, no, I'm not giving up. I'm going to be the champion. I thought that was a good follow-up. How did you feel about how they handled that spot? I I thought it was clever. I did. I, I was to the point where I go, well, maybe that was a called spot for yeah. a second. That, that's what I thought. And that, and I think that's the greatest compliment you can give is if there's a botch and it looks like it was supposed to happen. Um, I thought it would, I thought it was going to play into the finish a yeah. little more. I thought, I thought for some reason she was going to do like that, an Adam Cole knee lift or knee shot, or there was going to be like a leg submission 
for Sasha. I think they, if they had done this earlier and it happened earlier, they would have worked it in because they're both just so great at calling a match. But late in the match, I didn't, I didn't mind it. I, I thought it was fine. Um, my knock, other than the finish, was I, I think they let... Sasha likes to cut promos mid-match a little too much for my liking. Yeah. And and, and I don't mind it. I don't mind trash talk. But there's too much of the, I'm putting the story over right now in the middle of the match. And it's like, uh, I don't want to see that as, as often from her. Well, this is by far our most super chatted match so far. You can still get them in. Donate a super chat. Any amount. Get your question or statement read on the air. Uh, you can ask multiple questions per week on my Q&A show at FightfulSelect.com. One of seven weekly shows on Fightful Select now. Uh, we're giving you shows almost every single day, and we're giving you news every single day. Check it out. Uh, we did not have any news on what the fuck they did here. <sighs> well, let me go go to the end of, of Sasha and Asuka, because I wanted to talk about that a little bit. Sure. There's one of two finishes you can do here that I think you'd be much better off. And it, it felt like they just had like three different ideas and they squished them all together. You do the miss to the face and then Bailey lifts the ref's hand. One, two, three. Exactly. For the three count. Or you have the ref blindly come over and count the three, not knowing what he's doing at the time, e- even though he should probably later call a DQ. That's probably what's got, you know, the dusty finish where somebody gets yes. the pin and then later this happened. Bailey tearing off the ref shirt and making the call. Unless they're going to call back to the one match in NXT where she was a special referee and say she has a referee's license. Ugh. I and that's a that's a deep cut to do. I, I just I just did not. There were lame. easier there were easier ways to get to what you wanted to do that. that and that's. That's the thing I want in wrestling a little bit more when they're trying to be too clever by half when the simple solution will do. And when the thing that makes sense works, too. And mm-hmm. this did not make sense. I, and who I doubt that Sasha's going to get to keep the belt. It's just such a weird thing. Yeah. It's so weird. Let's get to some of these super chats. Colt Badeau says, Asuka and Bailey love topping each other to make sure each other uh, – we're okay. That was awesome. Bailey pulling the best friend card and uh, pulling Sasha's wig back on. Oh, that was great. That was amazing. That was great. And there was a moment where Asuka and Sasha are both in the court. Asuka's just kind of like itching Sasha's head a little bit. I just went, oh, that's so oh, cute. God. Drew Nicholas <laughs> says, I liked Sasha and Asuka's ending until Sasha's music. Why? It took me out of it. She did not win. Cut to the commercial with the suspense created. Stupid decision. How do you? What do you think about that? Because I tend to agree with him right there. Like we should. That that leads me to think. Okay, well, somebody in the back told him to fire up the music. It would have been better if Bailey had yelled, "Play her music." She won. I mean, that's the only thing you needed to do. Or to make she that could make have sense. sang Sasha's music, which would have well, been even funnier. It doesn't make any less sense than them. You know, guy wins the match. But Babyface gets the heat back in a post-match beatdown, and they play his music yeah. instead of the guy who won the match. I mean, they, they do this dumb stuff sometimes. Nick Wolf says, wondered where the notification was. Thanks, YouTube, for unsubscribing me. Ah, that's nothing uh, new. YouTube loves screwing us over. They throttle our views all the time. They pull us out of subscription. Sometimes they kill our entire channel. 
You never know what will happen. Hey, it could be like WWE a couple months ago who sent us a Randy Orton Edge clip. Then their third party uh, flagged it as a copyright strike, and they've been working on it for like two months. Azo Smith says, Sasha needs to keep them knees intact. I want to see that be- beautiful meteora she has. Everyone's saying we don't need authority figures. Look at tonight. Where is sweaty Shane to restart it? Oh, Where's man. Adam Pierce at? <laughs> My God. Shane would look like he's been working underneath a car for about uh, about an eight-hour shift every single time. And he, he would always get into the mic. Well, oh, <sighs> <sighs> <laughs> he'd be blown up when he did. We're going to restart remember. this. <sighs> I'm like, damn, man, come on. <laughs> Maddie Jackson says, Sasha and Bailey are allowed on other brands to defend the tag titles, but no reason why Sasha could fight Asuka. Raw's women division is a joke now. I completely disagree, and I am a staunch supporter of the brand split. But it has been well established that the NXT tag titles are the Willy Wonka golden ticket. You can go where you want, and you can can do almost what you want. Same with the 24-7 title, I would assume, is that you can do what you want. And I'm okay. Yeah, and I wanted them to take more advantage of this. I mean, especially like if Evolve were still around, I would have loved to have them had them do a show there. I'd love seeing yeah. them appear on NXT occasionally and say, "Hey, who's the tag team here? Who's who's who? Who you got here? Because we're here. You know, we were the popular kids in school. Who's there now? You know, I I, I want more of that. I, I thought the Iconics should have done it. I thought you know, yeah, Kabuki Warriors did do it. I I like this. I want. I want this women's tag division, you know, to mean something in a world where they don't give a crap about tag teams. But you got a lot of women who need a program. Why not team them up and say, "Hey, we're going to work ourselves into a team to take on the tag champs." Yeah, I completely agree. I completely agree. Uh, Anakin JMT says, "If WWE could book all their women well, would they have a better roster than Impact?" Yeah, I think they would. Uh, I think they could probably. Put together any number. I think they could probably put a couple of rosters better than Impact out there. But when you're not using Shayna, you're not using Bianca, you're not using like so many. Chelsea Green sitting at home right now. Like it's so weird. If, you, if they could have three moving stories at the same time, it would be something. And they almost did at one point with the Mandy Sonya thing as well. But that's kind of been put on the shelf for a while too. It, it, you know, you, mid card stories are great. Mid-card matches going 50-50 are not a story. So, I mean, that's therein is the difference. Azo Smith says, I feel like tonight's show was a prime description of WWE in a nutshell. Great wrestling, terrible finishes, and booking. They have trouble booking. They have trouble making baby faces likable. They, <laughs> they, they have a lot of trouble with that. It's hard for me to disagree. Wait, are you saying that a company that now has heels in the in the form of Johnny Gargano, Candice LeRae, <laughs> Bailey, <laughs> who are some other white meat baby who should be baby faces that are heels uh, right yeah. now on this roster? Because that's the thing is is eventually you get to the point where it's like, oh, they're too good, they're boring. Let's turn them, yeah, and then it'll make them interesting because. You see this in the men's side somewhat as well. You have to have the dark edge to every male champion in this company. It's like you have to be the lone wolf. You can't have friends. You can't help people. People are just there to be used on the way up. And so you saw this with the with the Drew McIntyre Heath Slater yeah. angle. 
That was just absolutely ridiculous. Drew came off as a complete dick on that. He did. I'm sorry. He did. If I were, if I were writing that, I would have had Heath say, "And you did all the same things that I did for you, except you didn't get me my job back, or you didn't get me keep me from getting fired." Or you have Heath lie. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just say you didn't never called me. I called you. No, you didn't. <laughs> you know, Man. just just to have Heath be the heel in that case. But it was just it was such a weird. It didn't make Drew come off great at all. I, I don't I didn't understand it. I agree. I agree. Azo Smith says, I agree with Jeff's point about Sasha cutting promos during matches. But I loved after the bot that she was saying, I need to be champion. Like her was jealousy great. was overcoming her in that moment. I agree. No, that covered for it, and that was that. You know, I, I will not, I will not down on that. My overall thing is she. I mean, er, the big matches for titles. There's a moment where she has somebody in the corner, or something, and she just starts talking the storyline, and you go, "No, you should be punching her right now. Stop that." <laughs> yeah, Fernando Cruz says, "Do you think the women's division needs a mid card title?" I kind of think they they could just call the NXT Women's UK title like the European title, and it could be like a golden ticket title as well. But I'm fine with doing know. more with Kaylee Ray. She is yeah. fantastic. I love her to death. I don't. They don't need a mid-card title. They just need the mid-card to mean something. Yep. That's all they need. I mean, titles don't mean jack squat unless they mean something. See the U.S. Intercontinental Tag Team titles, all of those. They're, they don't... There, there's not any prestige to the title, so it doesn't matter if you give them to somebody. Whereas, you know, I'll bring back my childhood fandom. NWA circa mid-80s had useless titles, but they all had programs where the mm-hmm. title meant something to them. I mean, you could have a brass knuckles champion, and he was talking like he was going to kill the guy who was gonna, in front of him. I mean, all you need is a little bit more emotion and you need people to care about these programs. And and that's the thing is, for me, is there's a lack of emotion unless you're in the top of the card. It's, it's just you're in this program and you're just doing stuff. Maddie Jackson says, I'd be fine with Asuka and Sasha as well if they built Shayna. Yeah, I disagreed with you on your, your brand split notion with, with that particular thing, but they should have built Shayna. There was no reason for her to be off TV. She wasn't hurt. She wasn't sick. And that's another one who, like, look, you have Mercedes Martinez on the roster. She and Shayna and Nicole Savoy are one of the greatest female stables to mm-hmm. me ever called Trifecta. But you could have those two tag up and yeah. build a resume for the tag team champions in the meantime while you're looking for something for Shayna to do. I'm I'm here for Shayna and Nia Jax right now, quite frankly, because I don't want Shayna near Sasha and Bailey just yet. I want her to build up a little bit more. Yeah, I agree. Uh, TD Stinger says, typical WWE pay-per-view with good wrestling, weird booking. With the rumors of Evolution 2, could they split SummerSlam into two nights with 8.23 for the men only, 8.30 for the women only? I don't think they would split it like that, um, but I wouldn't be I don't be think you need Evolution 2 right now without audiences. Yeah. It, it just comes off as another empty arena pay-per-view, which is just with just them talking about how look at what we've done for women's wrestling yeah. and just patting themselves on the back. It I, seems really self-congratulatory without yes. the crowd that, that really pushed them to do that. Yes. And it, it's an insult to the women. The women deserve a full house to yeah. to do it in front of, as opposed to here, here's a cookie for you guys and a pay-per-view in front of NXT performance yeah. center trainees. 
Anakin JMT uh, wraps up the Super Chats on this one by saying, having to tune in tomorrow to see who's actually champion is one good way of trying to raise the Raw rating. It is a cliffhanger. So yeah, that is, that is rather interesting. Um, this Extreme Rules match was... So Dolph Ziggler got to announce the stipulation. He says, it's an Extreme Rules match just for me. And if you get counted out, I win the title. And I was like, you know what? I dig it because it makes him look smarter. It makes him look better. And and that I'm good with. Uh, Jeff, do we still have you? Okay, we do still have Jeff. There we go. He's back. You back, Jeff? Okay, yeah. You, you okay. cut up. Yeah, back. yeah. And this stipulation made Dolph look smart. It did. But on the other hand, the smartest stipulation Dolph could ever make and I, I just want once a heel to try this, is an only Dolph Ziggler can win match. And I go out there, and only Dolph Ziggler can win. Because <laughs> And just say that the powers that be rejected it. That's all I want. Just once is to, to have a heel that smart. I, you know, yeah, I liked it. I liked this match. I, I like Dolph. I just wish... I wish he had been more interesting over the years. That's yeah. all. The thing is, he Dolph is very good at making amazing matches out of matches that we know he's not going to win and we know don't really matter. Like, he beat, he gets his ass beat until Ziggler kicks him in the nutsack and Detective Dango says, Dolph with the Omega Okada of cup checks on Drew tonight. It was one of the greatest ball shots I've ever seen. And Dango also said it sounded harder than the Claymore that Drew hit him with. It was badass. It was badass. And... Ziggler's offense ruled all the chair shots, the fame master off the table. The sleeper was oh, even was good. Yeah. Uh, countering the Claymore by hitting him with the chair. And that goddamn elbow drop to the outside through the table was majestic. And to top it off, The Rock this week said that he thought Ziggler could win the title. So what does he do? A rock bottom on a chair. Mm-hmm. This match, I mean, Dolph's fantastic. Dolph. But Dolph is a guy, I'll, I'll give a classic corollary. He's Rick Rude, in a way. He's he's good on the mic, and he's yeah. good in the ring. But if he had a manager who was, you know, his second that he could play off of, he'd be top tier. And that's always what's been missing for me from, from Dolph is involvement in a stable where he's the lead guy or a second for him. But as a wrestler, and this was the most vicious Dolph's offense has been in a long, long time, as opposed to what I like to call clean offense. Do you know what, what I'm saying when I say that? Well, go ahead and, and fill me in. It, it When Dolph wrestles, he's very clean. It's very smooth. It's yeah. very, this is a great choreographed match. This one felt like he was fighting for a title, and I liked that about it. Well, this was awesome. I love the finish. Ziggler setting up for the super kick. Drew hits the claymore. And wins. Wow, that ruled. Uh, Michael Esquivel says, that was match of the night for, for me at least. I agreed. I thought that the shitty finish of Asuka and Sasha put this one a little bit above it for me. But, uh, damn, this was amazing. What are your thoughts on Drew as champ? I think he's fine. He's working with what he's got. Um, he does good digital numbers for WWE. Like, everything that he's involved in does really well in that regard. So, that's promising. Uh, the numbers that I saw him doing 
were basically that of what part-timers get and Roman Reigns, and that's it. I've not seen anybody else rival that and Rousey when she was around. I, I think he's good. I, ju- I, I think they're miscast his promos. I think they're trying to make him too entertaining, too likable. They too... always do that. I, they did I that know. with Sheamus back in the day. They're like, oh, well, Top now, hat came. now that, that, that he's that, the that, champion, that. he makes jokes just like you do. Yeah. He's just yeah. a normal guy. No, he ain't fucking normal. He's like 6'5", 250, full of muscle, and can kick people's heads off. He's not like me at all. Stop making him like me. Yeah, you remember the time when when Roman the last time he had the big belt uh, before I think it was before the leukemia where like every week they'd come out and they'd try a different kind of alpha male. You know, you'd have the smart aleck male, the ladies man male, the 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 powerful I don't need any friends lone wolf guy. They they have their tropes that they've been trying, and this one is the. I'm a badass, but I'm also able to crack a joke. And I'm just like, I don't want that for my badasses. I really don't. And there are so many people that are like, oh, well, Sean, you you like New Day and all that. And I'm like, well, yeah, because there was no significant change in what they had based on the fact that they got a title. Drew was just kicking people's heads off, man. That's that's. Here's the other thing is he has a somersault tope in his in his repertoire. And when you see that live, like I did at PWG when he was doing Battle of Los Angeles, it's the most impressive thing you can see live. And But because they have all these giants who do all these athletic moves, the times he's pulled it out hasn't gotten a crowd reaction because it's yeah. like, oh, he's just a big guy who can do a flip. And you're yeah. like, no, you don't understand. That's quite impressive for a man his size. I completely agree. Um, to me... I think they should shave off a little bit of the, the jokey stuff there. And uh, if your penis is looking like a joke because you've got pubes out of control, you should probably shave some of that off. I mean, let's be real, guys. Summer is in full action, and we are very thankful today for our sponsor, Manscaped, for helping keep us fresh. Sun's out. Bun's out. Hopefully your pubes are not out. I mean, it's going to be stinky down there, if so. Take care of yourself. Take it from the most sponsored dong in wrestling media. Manscaped offers all the right tools to keep your hair groomed above and below the belt. You don't want your member out there looking like Eric Young in his return match last night. Sure, you might be able to toss out a pile driver here and there. But you want to look like you've gigged all over the place just because you used the wrong type of grooming tools? Well, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. They just released the, released the Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their lawnmower 3.0 or perfect package. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools and it includes uh, slash tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. Believe me, fellas, take care of your nails. If you see some girl, she grabs your hand, she looks at your nails, there's a reason for that. She doesn't want to get all cut and slashed up. She doesn't want you out there slashing around like your Reggie Miller in the playoffs, growing those nails out so he could defend people, dig into them. Don't do it. If you're wearing flip-flops, you don't want people to 
see those big nasty gangly toenails. Nobody likes an ungroomed set of feet, fingers, and most importantly, your nutsack. That's why they forever changed the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0. Comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0, water-resistant cordless body trimmer, and tons of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. Quite frankly, makes your nuts smell good. Inside that perfect package, you'll find the Crop Preserver, which is an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer because you don't want chafing. You don't want chafing. You don't want burn. That third generation trimmer has skin safe technology. So you're not going to snag your nutsies. It's not going to happen. You'll have the crop reviver, which is a ball toner that will give you some pep in your step, which is always important. Subscribe to the perfect package. They'll send you refills for your lawnmower trimmer every three months. And when you subscribe, you get two free gifts, a shed travel bag, and a patented high-performance, reduced-chafing, manscaped boxer briefs. I love the boxer briefs. I love the travel bag. I mean, let's be real, guys. You haven't been doing much traveling lately, but soon enough, it's going to start back up. You want to be able to take care of yourself on the road. Get 20% off plus free shipping using the code FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. FIGHTFUL at manscaped.com. Hit them up at Manscaped on Twitter. Let them know you heard about them from us. Got to go from a Killian Dane to a Christopher Daniels. You're damn right you do. Longevity <laughs> is important. It's very important. We had a goddamn swamp fight. Bray Wyatt, I think, <laughs> beat Braun Strowman. Oh, so I... Michael, Michael Esquivel says, Drew McIntyre has nothing on SRS. I appreciate it. Before we get into this, Drew Nicholas says, will Dolph ever look credible again? He never wins big matches and says it should have been me. It it would take a lot. I would he's say. where he is. I mean, he'll, he'll, he may have another tag team run with somebody, but he's not going to hold the big belt. He'll hold that other belt. Yes. Maybe. So Braun is there. He breaks the chair, and then he gets hit by himself. He's locked in chains, and... Sister Abigail shows up and makes him makes a snake bite him. And then well, I can assume that Braun has some sort of like hallucinogenic venom in him because then he sees Alexa Bliss as Sister His Abigail. Subconscious goes to work. And he she's like, <laughs> You always wanted to be with me. And it's like, damn, alright. Alright. All right. We're going to go and there. Then they fight in a boat. Braun throws Bray into the boat, sends it off. But Bray shows up with an oar. Braun kicks Bray into the railing, and the graphic runs, and Braun goes, it's over. But then Bray shows up with a mandible claw and drowns him. When is the tournament for the new WWE Universal Championship? The man got drowned, and the fiend reemerged. That was it. It took a long time for that to happen and not a long time for me to recap it it was so funny it, it was so bad it was good to me in that it was funny i rated this an lmao out of 10 on my match ratings i want your thoughts did the funhouse match actually end or did it just kind of darken as well with john cena no i think i think bray pinned him oh okay Kind of expecting Cena to show up at some point in oh, this God. match. To, be honest to me, with you. it's stupid that they didn't ever when they when they had the opportunity, they just didn't put like 
10 Cena matches in the can and air them once every two or three weeks on SmackDown. I don't care who it's against. It could have been against Heath Slater. You just say John Cena's on the show. You'll get you'll get a good 100,000 viewers off of that. But whatever. I will start with the good. Bray Wyatt is a legit talented actor. He's amazing, yeah. He is Kevin Sullivan with actual acting talent. Yeah. And he could be something in this company with the with the things they've given him and he will take the ball and run with it. But they do not have any idea what to do after the initial idea. And I think they should just leave it to him and let him figure something out. As for everything else, hokey. You had the you had the Luke Skywalker on Dagobah fighting himself spot. You had the sexual subtext with Alexa. Oh yeah. You had the very bad hostage situation scene where oh and I get out of this I'm gonna get you now let me allow to monologue my plan here we go the fake death at the end which everybody kind of knew was coming I think um they didn't do it they didn't do the fiend reveal soon enough I think they should have done more with that and let him fight as a fiend a bit in this match and have him beat Braun if that's what we're supposed to imply here, my problem, my problem is he's going to show up on Friday. Well, as you know, I was in a swamp fight this Friday. It's like, wait, well, hold on. How'd you get out of that swamp? Well, I left. <laughs> and you're like, they're not going to connect those dots, I don't think, because they didn't do it with. Uh... There was one of these matches where they just <laughs> just guy shows up one day and you're like, wait a second. Oh, it was the AJ Styles thing. It's like, aren't you dead? No, I got better. I'm back. How's it going? It was just woof, man. Woof. Uh, Cyclops is better than Wolverine says, I love how the cameraman was never acknowledged. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's cinematic, no, I, don't, so. I, don't, I don't think they yeah. should ever do that unless, well, no, they should sometimes. There are times where it works. Like if you do it from the get-go, if you if you have a guy, Dre, okay, I want you to film everything. I don't want you to cut or whatever and come along with me. And you set that up as the storytelling device, yeah. I'm fine with it. Because that's, that's been a, in a number of great angles where it's like, we hired you to do this job. You're going to film this until the end, even if you're scared or whatever. Um, yeah, I was fine with that. <laughs> the snake biting thing. Oh, it was all a dream after I was bitten by a snake. Booga, booga, booga. <laughs> Throwback27, uh, make sure you all check out his show on Tuesdays, youtube.com slash throwback27. Has a couple. It says, the Swamp Match was like every Rob Zombie horror movie, 80s classic. It was like House of a Thousand Corpses with Devil's Reject mixed with Poltergeist with The Fiend at the end. I think that's what they wanted it to be, and I think that Bray has the chops for it. It's just WWE gets in their way an awful lot, but... It's like now, I assume that now every single show, every single pay-per-view, we're getting a cinematic match. Well, it's much like, remember when they took full credit for the Daniel Bryan championship push and they said it was because of the losing streak? Yes. Well, everybody went ape for the Boneyard match, and now all of a sudden, we need one of those on every show. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, you don't. Yep. Uh, Anakin says, did we have one title change, two or three? Uh, it's just one. It's the tag titles. That's it. That's it. Anakin says, Alexa as a pseudo sister Abigail was out of left field, but it popped me. I thought it was yeah. clever. Yeah. 
I thought it was very <laughs> clever. I thought it was a little subversive, too. It's like kind of playing into that flirty relationship that they've had on social media and on camera during the uh, mix Match Challenge. There's been... There's been chatter. So, yeah, I, I, I like going into that, but it's like... I'd like to see a follow-up on that where Alexa is creeped the hell out by that. Yeah. It's like, what was I doing in your dreams? And how'd you get a camera in your brain? That's the yeah. <laughs> Anakin JMT says, I agree with Jeff. Been waiting for Fiend to suddenly show up in a non-Fiend match and win it, highlighting that Bray can't ever win without Fiend. Now, I agree, but they screwed that up from the jump when yes. he got his brain stomped in by Seth Rollins, and then they had him lose to Bill Goldberg. In the sweater. Oh, no, it was the Fiend that no, lost Yeah, him. if they had him right. in the sweater, I would have said, sure, why yeah. not? Why not? And I had everybody trying to do these theories like, oh, well, Bill Goldberg wasn't pretending to be anybody. He saw th Bill Goldberg's character ain't that fucking deep. He's a meathead. He's a meathead that hopefully doesn't paralyze you when he does moves. Like, he that's it. There's nothing more to that. They made a bad booking decision. He killed the Fiend dead yes. in the go in the go-home show. For that, where he said, where he, where he knew that the fiend was behind him the entire time. Oh yeah, <laughs> that laugh. Did you see yeah. my EC3 interview? What he said about his pitches. He said, yes. he said uh, that he had actually filmed his first vignette before he got fired, and he wanted to pitch it to WWE. Then he's like, uh, then I see the fiend lose to Bill Goldberg in Saudi Arabia, and I saw how much work Bray Wyatt put into that, and I'm like, do I really want to pitch something like that? Do I really want to pitch something that I think would do me really well there? Probably not. Yeah, uh, Gallus and Anderson had a similar story on their podcast that dropped Friday uh, where they go, yeah, we had this great idea with Cass and uh, Enzo where we'd trap one in a car and then we'd like magic killer the guy on the hood in front of the other guy and all this. And then we came to TV next week and they uh, they used that for another program. They do it all the time. They do yeah, it all the so, time. So if you have a great idea for yourself, keep it until they say, what idea do you have for yourself and we'll do it. I, yeah. I, I would, I mean, look, you want to be a team player and you want to pitch things for yourself, but you just, it's, God, it's almost like being at an open mic where somebody's going to take your great joke and then they're going to say it's theirs. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I wouldn't, uh, an EC3 is a hell of a creative guy. I, I feel I feel bad for him. I hope this TNA run works out for him. And th there's interest in him. I, I mentioned this among like among interviews over five minutes on our website. He's at number two of all time now. I mean, like second only to Moxley. And we've interviewed like Chael Sonnen and Daniel Cormier. We've got a lot of a lot of stuff up there, so the interest is there. Throwback twenty seven says, "Do you believe WWE gave everyone the ending of, of the Swamp Match away this Friday?" with Braun's promo foreshadowing that he'd win today and face the Fiend. Now it's happening. I thought they foreshadowed it when they said, this is not for the Universal Championship. But yeah, I do agree with that. Uh, to me, I, I saw this as a, Bra as a Bray win if it was non-title. I thought it was going to be a Bray win, and I also thought at some point they've completely stolen Matt Hardy's Lake of Reincarnation. Mm -hmm. And I knew that was going to happen at some I point where he's going to get the shit from him <laughs> where he's going to. Yeah. Where he was going to get thrown in the water and he'd come back as another game. I thought he'd show up as sweater vest or sweater. Mr. Rogers Bray at some point during this match. And he might lose that way where he can't control the personalities or something, something contrived like that. But other than that, he's not going to lose as the fiend, but he will lose as Mr. Rogers. 
Starting to wrap up, guys. Reminder, subscribe to FightfulSelect.com. We have a few more Super Chats. Throwback says, Dark Alexa in the Swamp Match saying, Come home, Braun. I want you to be with me was amazing. Uh, Alexa making people think she was Sister Abigail fooled me. A lot of people like that. I, yeah. I'm, I'm a little surprised by that. But, uh, good. you know, I, I liked it. It popped me. It made me go, okay, wait. <laughs> but uh, there were a lot of ideas I had for Sister Abigail along the way. Of course. Like, I thought Bailey should have been Sister Abigail when she was down on NXT and they weren't doing anything with her. You know, I had Liv. I had, you know, I thought they should have made her a character at some point and then they just decided to go kill her off. And he also <laughs> mentions, he, he says that uh, Bray is the McFoley of this era. I think he's uh, as talented. Uh, throwback also says, no serial promo or crotch fro pre- prevention. We got some crotch fro pre- prevention. He said, super pill promos. This is a great way to see the chat go wild. Hey, they like it. That's what they come to see. You and your penis talk, yes. Kurosami1997 says, Have you seen WWE's medical update on Rey Mysterio? Uh, let me let me check the front page of Fightful.com. Uh, oh, no, I guess he just... Uh, no, I... Oh, okay, yeah, here it is. Here it is. He might be all right despite losing his eye. He's being treated for a potential globe luxation... They were optimistic that if the optic, ner- optic nerve is not severed and there's not too much strain on the vessels and nerves that connect the eye to the rest of the head, there's a good chance he can maintain his vision. Fuck! Anakin says, at least, there's, at least there's no anal bleeding on this oh, one. Oh, God. <laughs> I love that. Anakin says, love how it was a non-title match, but WWE said it was a title match. Right hand doesn't know what the left is doing. Happens way too much. Oh, yeah. And Rob Wilkins says, who does AJ Styles feud with next, do you think? I think it's still Matt Riddle after the after he beats Corbin. I think that's the next thing, but maybe... That ain't happen, happen until SummerSlam. God, okay, who's who, who's the baby faces on the SmackDown roster? Probably Daniel Bryan again. Maybe he even wants to come to work. He ain't, yeah. he ain't there. He's, he's sending in videos right now. So, yeah. I mean, it's hard to disagree. Guys, I bring we, up Ciampa. They're not yeah. doing anything with him on NXT. I look at I look at SmackDown. You know, I honestly I wouldn't hate it if one of New Day or both of New Day pursued the Intercontinental Title. I think that would be kind of fun. Otis, uh, <laughs> yeah. If he's he's out too right now. Yeah. Oh, guys, thank you all so much. We went way over time. Jeff, tell the people where they can find you. Find me on Twitter at CrapGame13 and follow my show at Shake Them Ropes, part of the Voices of Wrestling Network. Myself, Chris Novembrino, sometimes Rob McCarron, going over mostly WWE, some AEW, whatever tickles our fancy in the wrestling world. Find it on all your podcasting stations, catchers, whatever, Stitcher, all that other stuff. But uh, shake them ropes. Follow me on Twitter at CrapGame13, where I crack wise about wrestling every week. Guys, we have a new co-host on the Friday SmackDown show, and I thought it was great. It was such a fun show. Uh, Jeremy Lambert. Make sure you all check that out. Uh, Denise was on Wrestle Talks. Watch along. Watch that, I guess. Um, they're British, so maybe not. But. Got something against the Brits there, Sean? FightfulSelect.com. FightfulSelect.com is the most direct way to support us. It helps us pay our staff, helps us pay our, our podcasters, helps us do all that. Show it some love. And again, at the top of my Twitter, I have pinned the GoFundMe for Wild Boy. He's one of our mods. He's one of our friends. He is an amazing dude who has been through, unfortunately, a lot lately. And um, help the guy out. 
Thank you all so much. Until next time, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.